Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for November 23rd in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide, and absolutely we're convinced. The checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers. What are the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips? As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast yesterday. First hour simulcast with the Sheriff Mac show on Brighty on TV. And we talked about a significant CSPOA update, primarily that I'm the CEO of CSPOA now, which means hopefully... We can help Sheriff Mack uh, with the incredible growth we're having. we got a lot of incredible initiatives on the table, and we're grateful for you to be part of the CSPOA. To learn more, to get involved, to sign up and become a CSPOA Posse member, do it today, CSPOA.org. Give your loved ones a Thanksgiving gift of the CSPOA membership as well. They can join the Posse. They can get discounts on all kinds of products and services and a whole lot more, all available at CSPOA.org. All right, I don't give a star, star, star with an F before it. Yeah, that's what uh, Maricopa County Attorney Tom Liddy, yes, that's the son of the old talk show host, the late G. Gordon Liddy, dropping F-bombs, freaking out Joe Kovacs, WND.com, with the story. Tom's totally out of line when a phone call came to Tom, the attorney from a campaign worker for Arizona Governor Candidate Carrie Lake. And uh, he literally started dropping F-bombs and swearing and getting all crazy. Well, I can see why. The guy's getting scared because Josh Barnett and others are now saying, hey, you know what? The machines were never properly certified by the appropriate, quote, accredited company. There's a big battle now about that, about state law, about accredited machines, about certification, and a whole lot more. Barnett accused Maricopa County recorder Stephen Richer. Of lying. He says, yeah, they were, you know, certified machines. Uh, yeah, but you know what? You didn't mention that they were certified by a company that is not accredited. That means all the votes are illegal. Bottom line, there's so much scandal there, they need to redo the elections in Maricopa County, Arizona. So when they tell you we say there's election fraud, election shenanigans, whatever term you want to use for the crime syndicate, uh, all I can tell you is it's a, it's a deep state crime syndicate involved in manipulating elections. The bottom line is they say we uh, claim this without evidence, but more and more and more evidence that we're right. In fact, it's so bad that we had to have Robert McDowell, who's tracing these election shenanigans uh, in Arizona, come on the TV with us and talk about it. Yeah, now counties are refusing to certify the fraudulent, fraudulent election in Arizona. Yeah, election day tabulators. Or printer issues affected more Maricopa County, Arizona voting centers than authorities previously claimed. Yeah, so they said it wasn't too bad. They lied, got caught. It's way worse. Every time we turn around, they claim something's nothing. And then when we dig in, oh, boy, it's something. They say you have no evidence. We come back and say, what are you talking about? All right, on November 8th, for example, the day of the midterms, 
there was 11 roving attorneys, and they were checking out the election processes in the Republican National Committee's RNC Election Integrity Program in Arizona, and they visited nearly 52% of the county's, quote, voting centers. We should be at precincts, but anyway, voting centers. But according to a memo sent to party officials and candidates by these roving attorneys, they said, you know what? It was way worse than we thought. The Daily Caller producing the information on this story. Um, But the bottom line is the uh, elections just can't be certified. Even the attorney general says that. Now, a lot of people are saying, be careful. It might be a red herring by the attorney general. That's all possible. Time will tell. But the fact is, they say we claim without evidence of election integrity problems, fraud, whatever you want to call it. Now, they literally can't even certify the vote in Arizona, admitting we were right. They lied. They were wrong. And every time we dig, these scandals get bigger, deeper, wider, more criminalistic in nature. And the more we gain knowledge about this, communist Chinese servers involved, all the way to, hmm, the elections uh, were ran by non-certified machines or non-accredited companies certifying the machines. No wonder they worked in the test the night before, but the next day they failed, huh? Okay, and all through this, we're finding more and more and more shenanigans. From black bag votes turning up out of nowhere to votes that can't be passed through the uh, machines, so golly, put them over here in this bag and we'll whisk them off to some other center, to people meeting behind closed doors, the lack of transparency becoming just ubiquitous everywhere. Anyway, if you want to get CSPOA SMS updates, in other words, texts, keeping you up to speed on what we're doing at Liberty Roundtable Live, the Sheriff Mac Show on TV, and the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, then just text the letter CSPOA to 53445 and get on our text list, would you please? Archives of the simulcast between the Sheriff Mac Show and Liberty Roundtable Live. If you want video, then go to brighteon.com. Live is brighteon.tv. If you want to get the audio form of the incredible show, then lovingliberty.net. Spread the word, share the love, tell the tale. It's all free, live and on demand radio at your fingertips. That was hour one of Liberty Roundtable Live. Hour two, we completely switched gears. And we had on our guest, Murray Sabrin. Uh, Dr. Uh, Murray Sabrin has got a Ph.D. Uh, He uh, tells his story from the immigrant son of Holocaust survivors to an American libertarian icon. MurraySabrin.com, his website. Now, Dr. Sabrin understands and communicates very well how libertarianism can save America. Now, between you and me, I understand and I agree for the most part. I don't think complete libertarian views. But what I like about Dr. Sabrin is he uh, is a libertarian, but he also has a moral compass. A lot of libertarians want to just yeet the Constitution. They border on anarchists, but not Murray. Mr. Sabrin was born in, uh, I don't know how you say this, Bad Rischofen, West Germany, on December 21st, 1946. His parents were the only ones in their respective families to survive the Holocaust. Sabrin arrived in America with his older brother and parents in August 1949. Became a, quote, U.S. citizen in 1959. He lives with his wife of 40 years. Her name is Florence, and they live in uh, Fort Lee, New Jersey. All right. Now, these guys are pretty impressive. Um, 
He's a German-born professor of finance. He's done very well for himself. He's written a lot of books. Uh, he just released his autobiography, From Immigrant to Public Intellectual, An American Story. He also is the author of Why the Federal Reserve Sucks, another one of his incredible books. The guy's just fun to talk to. He's educated. He's informative. Uh, he's entertaining. Uh, his books are incredible. We, we really like Dr. Sabrin. Uh, there you have that. That's a recap of the broadcast that took place just yesterday. Available now at LovingLiberty.net. Now, I went to the Red Pill Expo, as you know, and they had it on Saturday and Sunday. And so Saturday I was able to be live from there. Uh, but it was early in the morning and we didn't have a ton of guests. But I did a bunch of pre-recorded interviews that I thought were really, really riveting. Worth your listen, if you will. I've got those interviews now. We've had so many incredible shows. I just haven't had time to run these. But I want to run the first one now. It's with a guy by the name of Scott Shara. Or Shara. And uh, the headline is Remembering Our Grace. They had a daughter named Grace. She was a Down syndrome. A wonderful, wonderful child. Fun to be around. Whenever you were with her, you felt the spirit, according to Scott and his wife and others that knew her. Well, sadly, she was murdered by your government, ladies and gentlemen, because of the latest, quote, protocols and et cetera, et cetera. You know what? They've got this idea. Uh, it's kind of like Hitler that, you know what? The blind, uh, any disability, you're just not really kind of worth worth living. That's the attitude of these clowns. Ouramazinggrace.net is where you can find videos, more details of Scott uh, and his lovely wife. Ouramazinggrace.net. Dot net because they named her Grace when they found out her circumstances in life. But, man, she was a joy and a blessing to their family. Scott tells the horrific story, and he does it right now. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live, Liberty Roundtable, having a fantastic time at the RedPillExpo.com. If you missed it, ladies and gentlemen, you can go get virtual tickets. You won't get to rub shoulders with all the incredible people here. You won't get to taste the hot sauce. But you will be able to check out the incredible speakers and a whole lot more. The RedPillExpo.com. And, man, have we got an incredible guest for you coming up. Before we get started with the guest, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know that God is love. That's an important principle to understand as we conduct this interview. Where is God is a question that you ought to be asking for sure. And we'll answer those questions as we start today. Scott Shara with us, ladies and gentlemen. And he's uh, got a group called Remembering Our Grace. Uh, and their website is very fascinating. It's got their whole story there, ouramazinggrace.net. Scott, welcome, sir. Well, thanks for having me, Sam. You betcha. Talk a little louder, if you will. Get fired up for me. All right. There I you will. go. How's that? All right. Perfect. Now, let's talk about your story. First off, who are you, Scott? I'm Grace's dad. Right. But tell me about you, though. You grew up where? And you're, what do you do for a living? Give me a little bit of Scott. Okay. I grew up in central Wisconsin. Yes. Uh, went to school in a little town called Pittsville in high school. And okay. And went to college in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And after college, I went to work for a big eight CPA firm in Minneapolis. Okay. An international firm. And ultimately, my wife and I moved to Hawaii in 1986. Wow. We lived there for a couple of years. Our son, Travis, was born there. And so you'd call him a native Hawaiian. Uh, we moved back to the States, back to Wisconsin in 1988. And uh, then we had our second child, Jessica, and eventually we had Grace. We had Grace in, uh, oh gosh, no, 2002. Um, 
Grace was born on September 22nd, 2002. Uh, so I, in the process, I owned a CPA firm, then I did strategic planning, and now I currently own a pond management company. And uh, as God would have it, my, my guys were trained because of me developing heart disease about five years ago, so I trained them to run the business, and they're running it now so I can take Grace's story out take, full take time. Take to a greater cause. I understand. That's right. And what, what management company is it? The Pond Management Company is called The Pond People. And what does that mean? We, we uh, developed a process with aeration and good bacteria that cleans up ponds without harming them with chemicals. Oh, I love it. All right, that's excellent. So you've gone from good work to great work. I understand. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about your wife. Um, my wife is my childhood sweetheart. All right. Uh, coming up on Tuesday, we will be married 36 years. So Congratulations, sir. You probably wonder, how do I know that? Because well, it's coming up so fast, I had to memorize that ahead of time, because uh, otherwise it's a trick <laughs> question. So, that's right. So 36 years together, and um, you know, this is a tough time right now, as you can and imagine. And you guys were high school sweethearts? We were. Oh, well, congratulations on that. That's exciting. All right, so you're living life all is well. You're you're living the American dream, right? Well, we were living the American dream, and I would define the American dream as 2.1 kids, 1.7 dogs. You retire by the time you're 50 and then drink beer on the porch. So that's what we were chasing until uh, God came into our lives, and now he's really in our lives. So we're, we're all in on this fight right now. All right, Grace was born. Tell me her story. So Grace was born on September 22nd of 2002. Um, I was in the delivery room. When she was born, I, they whisked her off to a, uh, an oxygen tent or some type of an oxygen situation because she had low oxygen. And I, when I looked at her, I thought she had Down syndrome. So I said to my wife, I said, I think Grace has Down syndrome. And, you know, that would be fantastic. The doctors came in after about two hours. When you say it would be fantastic, you just mean to have um, a daughter from God that you could serve and love. That's the fantastic part, right? Absolutely. Understood. And and Down's kids are just great. Yes, sir. Uh, You just feel their love everywhere they go. I understand. We had no idea how great it would be. But anyway, the doctors came in about two hours after Grace was born and said, we suspect your daughter has Down syndrome. Do you want to keep her? What? And, you know, it wasn't about... Did you say, have you lost your mind? Of course. We want to keep her? Of course. I mean, that's exactly... That is literally what we said. And, you know, they were thinking... What kind of a clown question is that? Well, it's a a perspective that has helped me frame why Grace was murdered. Yes, sir. And, uh, you know, Down syndrome children are currently murdered in the United States at the rate of 67% before they're born. And... You know, that attitude has been around for a long time. You know, hence the doctors saying, do you want to keep her? They weren't talking about murdering her then, but they never thought that we would want to keep her. They thought we'd want to put her up for adoption. We named so they her. said this. So yeah. hold on. They said this, and you and your wife just look at each other? Well, it's like, it, are you kidding it was me? More, it was are you really more asking than, me We this? actually said out loud, are you kidding? You know, what are yeah. you guys talking about? And, you know, then it was it was a strange thing. Because you know, I'd be looking at my wife thinking, did they just really say this to me? Well, <laughs> you know, they they have a perspective that they are in control and they are they know. And, you know, that um, it's it's uh, at a, a critical moment in our country's history in that regard, because yes, 
most of the hospitals have been weaponized and turned into killing fields now. Back then, that mm. wasn't the case, but now it's it's full-blown. And back then, you were talking 2002, so 20 years ago. Correct. Okay, keep going. So uh, after, so Grace went into um, what's called the NIC unit. She had to get transferred by ambulance to another hospital, and uh, she had a hole in her heart. Uh, God chose to heal that so we didn't have to do any surgeries, and we named her Grace after God's grace. And she, Amen, uh, she was, um, oh, my gosh, the, there's so much to talk about with Grace. So just to give you a perspective, she knew God. You, you referenced the God is love scripture. So that was Grace's favorite scripture, First John 4, 8. So she abbreviated it, God is love. Well, she, she really knew God. She, she said she called me earthly dad. She called my wife earthly mom. That's how well she knew God. Uh, she, uh, Boy, do we have a lot to learn, huh? Oh, my gosh. I couldn't, I don't think I can learn that in 10 lifetimes. She just had it down. She and she, she was very high functioning. We never vaccinated Grace. With and a any child vaccine. shall lead them, huh, Scott? Well, that's right on. She, um, my wife taught her how to read and write. Uh, she played violin. She rode horse. I taught her how to drive. She had a sense of humor that is uh, second to none. She deer hunted with me so she could shoot a rifle. Uh, one of the, I'll just share a quick story. So one of the, this was uh, the second to last year I deer hunted with her. We were in the stand and she was, you know, it's kind of boring waiting for a deer to come along. She said, Dad, I have a joke for you. <laughs> and I said, okay, what's your joke? And she says, where do bees go to the bathroom? I said, I don't know. Where do they go to the bathroom? And she says, the BP station. <laughs> she made that up. So then we start, you know, her and I start bantering. And I said, okay, well, where do rabbits go to the bathroom? And so she connects the dots right away. She's smart. She was so smart. So rabbits go to the bathroom at IHOP. <laughs> and so then she says to me, well, okay, where do, where do turtles go to the bathroom? So we'll see. Can you guys get that one now? I set you up. Where do turtles go to the bathroom? What do you say, Zach? The 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 turd zone the turd zone the shell station oh, oh, oh. okay so the, the, she just she was super funny um, there's so many stories about her with she just had a great sense of humor so you had how much time with her uh, she died three weeks after her 19th birthday so you had 19 plus wonderful years yes uh, then what happened tell me tell me how things changed. We were, uh, this was during the time that the Delta variant of COVID was running rampant. We yes, were, sir, it almost we were, killed me. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, it killed, it didn't kill Grace, but it actually almost killed me. Uh, what killed Grace was the hospital, but we, she got a sniffle around September 28th of 2021. We tested her with a home test for COVID on October 1st. The reason was, isn't that she was bad. It's just, we were going to go to a wedding. And we just thought she had a cold, but if she had COVID, we thought, we'd, let's not go. That makes she, sense. She tested positive, so we didn't go to the wedding. And things just progressed. She was on the frontline doctor's protocol. Um, by October 6th, she couldn't maintain her oxygen above 90, and we at that point perceived it as an emergency. And so we took her to urgent care. They did a some blood work on her. Uh, interestingly, they didn't put her on oxygen right away. Uh, they waited for an hour, hour and a half, and ultimately they created this. See, everything they're doing is off protocol, sir. It is so that strange. That is insane. Yes. Uh, they did one of the blood chemistry parameters was D-dimer, which shows a propensity to clot. They said that's an emergency. We should take her by ambulance. Uh, so I rode in the ambulance to Grace to a hospital. 
and ultimately the emergency room physician, uh, Grace was uh, no problem breathing. She's on regular oxygen with a cannula at mm-hmm. uh, 96, 97, 98%. Uh, I was in the emergency room with her. The doctor suggested admitting her to the hospital and saying, and she said specifically, we'll have her on oxygen and a steroid for three or four days. And she'll be. And the steroids would help with the lungs, correct? Correct. Okay. And so uh, we bought into that, and the fact is, is if they would have just followed that protocol, Grace would be alive today. And I know that because three days after Grace died, I went to a different hospital, substantially worse than Grace, and they did not follow the protocol that the hospital did that uh, that killed Grace. And oh, I'm boy. alive because of that, because God put me in a different hospital, partially to be able to objectively tell this story. So what, are the, what was the protocol they gave her then? And do you think that they gave it to her because of this? And I started on purpose to get the understanding of when she was born to relate it to now. So you mentioned that it's gotten worse. These hospitals are really basically death camps nowadays. Um, and so is it because they have this view even more so than when she was born? Which is, do you want to keep her? Right? Well, I believe so because as I just framed the, the death rate, of Down's kids before they're born. 67%. If you look at that in a a context of what happened during World War II, so uh, most people are familiar with the Jews being exterminated. Yes. That wasn't the start. The start was called the T4 program where they took out the disabled. Yes, so guys like me that are blind would be gone. Exactly. I understand. That's exactly right. I unfortunately understand, sir. And so that's why we're out sharing because we don't want this to happen to other people. Yes. But what? So when I look at that, now that I understand that Holocaust connection, and I see Hannah Arendt really helped me understand this better. She, After she studied the Adolf Eichmann trial, she yes. couldn't wrap her head around what was going on, and she coined the phrase banality of evil. And she said banality means common. So evil was so common. Yeah, I'm familiar with that. It's a book she wrote, right? Yep, exactly. And it was so common that, you know, people didn't realize it's happening. And so when you look at we've had decades of murdering Down syndrome children, and that's now an acceptable standard of care. No, it's not. Well, it's not to you and I. I understand. That's acceptable to our society. Yes, sir. And so it's really acceptable to the community that ministers death. Uh, Society doesn't really realize what's happening. Bingo. And, and I say that because I don't believe the average Joe would do that. I really don't. I, I know society might get there someday, but, but I don't believe we're there yet, Scott. I really don't. I believe that those who believe that they are playing God or that they think they know more might have that attitude. But you and I and the average Joe, we're not aware of this, right? I, well, I want to give people some hope that, you know what, just because you learned this, now it's time to stand up. But don't hold yourself responsible for what you didn't know, right? Well, that's 100% true. Okay. I, I wonder, though, uh, where we're really at, because I also looked at the Milgram Obedience Experiment, which Stan, Stanley Milgram conducted in 1963. And in that experiment, 67% of the participants, because they were uh, told to do so, they ended somebody's life. Of course, it was an experiment, so nobody died. But, you know just process that that was 59 years ago and the moral of our moral fabric of our country was substantially there's no doubt the moral fabric of our country is in trouble 
you know, the two great supports George Washington talked about the moral and the religious, the, yeah, the moral and the religious, two great fundamental supports. No doubt they're weakening greatly in America and we need to reverse that trend. No doubt about it. I'm just saying that I believe most people have a good heart. I think they're deceived oftentimes. They, they submit to authority too uh, willingly oftentimes, uh, etc. And those are great problems. Don't misunderstand me. Uh, but I do believe most people do mean well and do have a good heart. I think most people are just deceived. Even a lot of gentlemen. Sam Bushman, Liberty Roundtable Live. It's an incredible interview. Uh, and we're going to continue after this pause. Uh, it tugs at your heartstrings. It lets you understand somehow there's a war on the American people, ladies and gentlemen. The medical industry seems to be at the core of it. We'll talk to Scott in seconds on your radio. Informing citizens, pursuing liberty. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. A shooter at a Walmart in Chesapeake, Virginia, Tuesday night that left six people dead was a manager at that Walmart and that he took his own life with the handgun he brought. The Chesapeake Police Department says four other people were hospitalized. Kevin Harper was on the clock at the time of the shooting. Just left out of the break room. Manager come in there, started capping people up in there. Started shooting, bro. Like, I'm old, though, y'all. Sadly, though, we lost a few of our associates. I don't know how many. I'm not going to speak on it. Friends and family gathered Monday to remember Ethan Chapin, one of the four University of Idaho students stabbed to death in their home a week and a half ago. Police in the college town of Moscow have yet to identify a suspect in the slayings. The memorial was held in Mount Vernon, Washington, a city on Puget Sound, north of Seattle. A helicopter pilot and meteorologist who worked for WBTV in Charlotte, North Carolina, died Tuesday when their news helicopter crashed along a Charlotte-area interstate. Police praised the pilot for avoiding the roadway in his final moments. The NTSB will lead the investigation. More rescuers and volunteers were deployed Wednesday on Indonesia's main island of Java to search for the dead and missing from an earthquake that has killed just under 300 people. Victoria Idoni has more. A powerful earthquake struck Indonesia's West Java province Monday, killing at least 250 people. The area struck by the quake is densely populated and vulnerable to landslides. Some buildings have been reduced to rubble. More than 13,000 people are displaced, and the death toll is expected to continue to rise. From the USA Radio News, Washington, D.C. Bureau, this is Victoria Idoni. We are USA Radio News. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-568-2790. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems. And if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about 100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. 
Call Term Provider at 800-568-2790. That's 800-568-2790. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-568-2790. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Scott Shara, my guest, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about remembering our grace. Amazing grace. Our amazing grace.net is the website. God is love. Where was God in all this? Scott trusts in God. Learn to turn to God. Him and his family are a godly family as a result of the loss of their dear daughter, Grace. But ladies and gentlemen, there's a Holocaust connection to this. What there really is is this eugenics movement at the core of this, folks. He does this podcast called Urgent, The Need for Deprogramming. We'll get into that. We're talking about genocide then and now. How can we help is the real question on all of our minds. Uh, but I digress except to tell you that, you know, I got a personal relationship to this story They literally tried to put me when I was born, because I'm adopted, they tried to put me in a mental institution. Now, some say I belong there now. (laughs) But I'm telling you right now, think of the life I've lived. Now, I'm not trying to tell you that I'm an example or important or anything. I'm just saying, you know what? I've lived a great life. I'm 55 years old. I have eight children. I have grandchildren. I have a lovely wife. I have an incredible IT career. You know, if they would have had their way, I would have been in a mental institution amounting to nothing, never given an opportunity for anything. And then they killed Grace. These people have an evil, satanic at the core, eugenics movement agenda. Yeah, Hitler was involved, but they jettisoned Hitler because he became too toxic. But they took the programs underground, and Scott documents the results. He continues now. To reverse that trend, no doubt about it. I'm just saying that I believe most people have a good heart. I think they're deceived oftentimes. They they submit to authority too uh, willingly oftentimes, uh, etc. And those are great problems. Don't misunderstand me. Uh, but I do believe most people do mean well and do have a good heart. I think most people are just deceived. Even a lot of the people in the hospital. Well, I think that that's true. I mean, they're they're convinced to take the jab under pressure, absolutely uh, pressure of losing their job. Um, and then they're, if you think about it, we're in month 34 of COVID, and they're still using the exact same protocols they started 34 months ago. They've even refined them for a greater administration of death, to be honest with you. That's, that's right on. There's still 1,000 people a day being murdered in the hospital under the protocols that were started 34 months ago. Yeah. All right. Sorry for getting off track. Let's, let's go back to this, though. So you believe that they treated her differently because uh, they knew of her status as Downs, right? And I have some proof of that. I mean, in the 22 doctors' reports that were written while Grace was in the hospital, they referenced that she had Down syndrome 36 different times. And yet, wow. the, the which care, is not related to the issue at hand at all. Bingo. So mm. I, I do believe it was because she had Down syndrome, and that's part of this banality of evil. We're we have been convinced as a society. I'm not convinced of it, but we're convinced in in the spirit of collectivism versus individualism. So we have to do these type of things for the good of the population is what is what is being uh, sold as propaganda. Yeah, quick 30-second story on myself. I was born in 1967, and I was born to an unwed mother, and I was adopted. And believe it or not, uh, they thought at first I was deaf, dumb, blind, and retarded. 
and they proposed putting me in a mental institution. And my, my adopted parents refused, and the lawyer refused to do the adoption over it. Uh, and so this is the mentality that we've had for a long time in America. That's, that's right on, Sam. Thanks for sharing that, because that is exactly the case. And right now... And now I'm sitting here on the radio, buddy, and I'm handling all my own engineering and the talk show. Yeah. How's that for someone who belongs in a mental? Well, they still say I belong in a mental institution now, just for different reasons. Well, that's the same <laughs> thing they say about me. <laughs> Let's go together. All right. So tell me about the protocol they gave your daughter. So they they used three meds. So the first one they used was Presidex, which is a sedation med. The package, all meds have a package insert, which are the rules they're supposed to follow. Yes. That med has a package insert that says to not use for more than 24 hours or it causes acute respiratory failure. It's not it may cause it, it does cause it. They used it on Grace for four days before her last day. Her last day on this earth was October 13th of 2021. So they were sedating her for four days prior to that. There's absolutely no reason for the sedation. Yeah, and how does sedation help someone recover? I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. It's everything opposite every uh, medical literature shows. Right on. They do it for two reasons. Well, obviously they do it for money, but you know, I, I'm going to just assume people know that. But they also, they're trying to set up a ventilator. You have to be sedated yes. to put up, be put on a ventilator. And they also, what happens is... They, they essentially you have the patient under lock and key once you're on sedation. So to take Grace out, we didn't know this at the time, it would be called against medical advice. So you can't just yeah, walk you would the be, patient out. You would be kidnapping your daughter. Correct. Is what they would call it, right? Yep, that's exactly right. So it ends up being a kidnapping, and then you're the guilty party. I mean, it's insanity. So that's that was the first, interestingly, that's the first cause of death listed on Grace's death certificate was acute respiratory failure. The hospital caused that. Well, then they took, Presidex combined it with lorazepam and morphine all Ooh. in 29 minutes. And that 29-minute combination would have taken you and I out. And it wasn't enough to do that. The doctor put an illegal do-not-resuscitate order on Grace earlier in the day. So then when it came time to revive her after her, you know, she was tanking, uh, they would not come in and revive her. So, I mean, we're, my daughter, Jessica, was in the room with Grace at the time she died. The reason I wasn't there, my wife had COVID. I had been taken out by an armed guard three days earlier. And when Jessica called us panicking, we hollered to the nurses, get our get, get, save our daughter. And they hollered back from in the hallway, she's DNR. And we said, she's not DNR, save our daughter. They refused to come in the room. And we Where does the authority her. from the DNR come from? There is no authority. The authority is these people are above the law. There is absolutely no authority. That that decision they made violated seven state statutes, but they don't care about the law. I mean, that that is, they think they have immunity under the PREP Act for anything they do relative to COVID. Well, they don't have immunity for murdering somebody. So she dies. You're not there because you're held back by what? Courts? No, when they took me out by an armed guard, you know, it was under, you know, so the, the, the nurse came in, the armed guard, and then after defending myself for an hour with her, um, she said they were going to call the Appleton Police Department. So I called an attorney who's a friend, and I asked, what do I do? And he suggested leaving peacefully. The armed guard walked me out to the truck, and he watched this exchange. He knew that I was in the right and said, Scott, you need to take this to a higher level. 
ultimately we had to hire an attorney to negotiate with the hospital attorney to get my daughter Jessica in as a replacement advocate. But why can't you be there though? I'm just not understanding. Well, <laughs> in general, they don't. They're they're using COVID as an excuse. They don't want any any family members in. But that's a complete lie. Grace had right. a disability, so she had a right to a family member in the room. Yes, of course. Um, it's just simply they're doing all this because they can get away with it until this gets stopped somehow. You know, we have a legal case that's proceeding, so you know it, it, we presume that's going to be successful and that will stop the behavior. It'll be a national case. And that case has been going on since 21? No, it's just, no. we're just in the, in the beginning. You know, it's, I, I, I'm not supposed to talk about it on right. the air. So <laughs> I get it. But, but you got a case going yes. because that's what my next question was going to be though. Hey, you know what? This cannot be allowed to stand Scott and you agree. And that's obviously what the case is about. I'll leave that alone because I don't want to jeopardize anything for you, your dear wife, your lovely daughter, but let's talk about remembering grace and about your incredible website. Um, for a little bit, because I think it really helps people understand when the story, you've got a video of the story up, ouramazinggrace.net. And it's sad that we lost her. We know she's in a better place than we are, though, as our salvation, Scott. Yeah, uh, but we also know, though, that this story was meant to happen. Um, I, I don't want to be negative on that. I'm just saying that uh, you guys are in this position not by coincidence, right? That's right on. I mean, you know, during the battle, we, we don't know what God had in mind, but after of somebody course. has passed, we can say specifically, God, you know, God is sovereign, and we know that it was his, his knowledge before grace was even born, the day she was going to die in the circumstances. Of course. And so now, now and we're privy to And she fulfilled her mission here as well. She did. Now we're privy to that fact, and so then he holds us accountable to what do we do with our our talents that we were given. And that's, I'm taking that more serious than I've ever taken that in my life. In fact, I, uh, I would say that before Grace died, Grace died to wake me up. I didn't know any of the stuff that's going on relative to uh, the agenda, Agenda 2030. Uh, I knew none of this. Um, she died to wake me up. And so why wasn't I awake before? Uh, I, I was too focused on my own selfish ambitions. And yeah, like most I'm of us are. Now. That's kind of why I started out with it, like all of us are, right? And, and you can't beat yourself up for what you weren't prepared for, right? When the Lord wakes you up, the question is, do you listen? And if you do, don't beat yourself up from before. Stand in the gap and do what you can now. It's going forward that matters, right? That's right, Sam. It's, sometimes it's hard to look at it that way. You know, Grace was my best buddy, and I, I never miss somebody like this, but you're right on. People are going to ask you, where was God? He never left. Uh, you know, he, he was there the whole time, and he's done. He's opened up at least 60 doors for us that are, you know, nothing but miracles. I recorded them because as they were opening, it's like you can't make this stuff up. Uh, so one of the biggest miracles is when he put me in the, the hospital after Grace died. Of course, you know I lived. But, I mean, why did I live? Well, during that time, he he took the time to break me so that I could be able to tell this story for him, uh, you know, to be broken like that. And for grace. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and I had to, I had people ask often, how can you possibly forgive the doctor and nurse? And the answer to that question is I can't, 
God did it for me. I don't know how, I don't know why, but he, you know, he, I know why, because he expects us to forgive, but I can't do that on my own. There's no gospel if you can forgive. That's right. That's right. Forgive on your own. It's the atonement of Christ. And he did it. So, you know, that's, that's a huge miracle. Just a, a a tangible one that people can really relate to. So if you look on the website, you see there's a spot called the Holocaust Connection. And so as I realized Grace was murdered, which took me about 500 hours of research, I started digging into genocide and the Holocaust. And because you didn't want to believe it, did you? No, I believed it. I knew she was murdered, but I thought, what is the reason? I don't I get see. this. And that's why I started studying genocide and the Holocaust. And... And so in June, I spent about 100 hours studying, and in the process, I watched a podcast by Alex Newman with a young lady by the name of Vera Sherev. Yes. And I thought, boy, I, I thought I would be sharing the Holocaust. I thought, well, who's going to listen to me when they can listen to a Holocaust survivor? And so I did what nobody ever does, right? You, you, um, you Google the person. Yes, of course. And uh, <laughs> so then I, I, I called. <laughs> And a lady answers the phone, and I said, I'd like to talk to Vera. And she started just kind of beating me up with questions, asking me all kinds of questions. <laughs> yeah, because so you know what? Poor Vera and others just get beat up by those who claim that she's either a racist or a denier or this or that. I mean, you know well now why, right? Oh, she's a complete gift. Yes. So anyway, she after, after badgering me for about five, ten minutes, she said, I'm Vera. So then we talked for about 20 minutes, and... That was on a Thursday. On Saturday, so interestingly, it was I was at the Red Pill in July. So that Saturday, I was at Red Pill, and so I was thinking, how are, you know, how are Vera and I going to do these interviews together? Because I thought this is what we need to do. We'll do joint interviews. I'll introduce, basically, introduce her with Grace's story, and then she can make the connection to the current Holocaust. And uh, so I called her on Saturday from Red Pill, and I said, Vera. I, do you have availability this next week when my wife and I can fly to New York City and talk to you and we'll sit down for dinner and get to know each other? And she says, in, oh, it's just so, it was so cute. She said, Scott, you can't be doing that. She said, you don't, you don't know if the pilots have been jabbed. <laughs> <laughs> so well, great point. <laughs> and they might die in the middle of flight. So then we set up a Zoom call to meet. To, so they had a couple, Boy, is she right, though. That That's cute? funny, but she's right. So then we we got to know each other the next week. We became fast friends, and we've done about 20 interviews together now. Wow. In fact, she's going to, tonight when I speak at Red Pill, she'll be doing the introduction via video. Oh, that's uh, incredible. For about 10 minutes. Well, you know what? God bless her. God bless you. And God bless my dear brother, Alex Newman. You know what? He is one of the best um, interviewers, one of the best dig into the details guys. Um, he's just been a dear friend for years, and I just have tremendous respect for him. I, I, I do, too. All right. Let me ask you some questions, because first you got to say, you know what? Deprogramming is important. We have got to deprogram society from this. I, I agree. This is uh, I learned a lot of things with Grace's death. So the first thing that I learned is our government is completely corrupt. And then the second thing I learned was how dumb our population is. But then the third thing, which is the most significant, is how programmed I am and was. And I started my own podcast now uh, just this last last week. Uh, well, it might have been the week before. Yeah, it was the week before. 
uh, started my own podcast. I had Mickey Willis on as the first guest, and it's called Deep. Yeah, Pro- another dear friend of yeah. mine. Good for him. Deep programming with Grace's dad. So uh, we're walking through uh, different opportunities for people to to see how they've been programmed. And so, of course, Mickey was the perfect first guest. I got to meet him in at his home in April, and um, so it was it was a neat opportunity to have him on. And the easiest way to start deprogramming, in my personal opinion, is to let people hear the stories of success that people have. And you started out with these about Grace, taking her hunting, uh, for example, teaching her to drive, for example. I've actually driven cars. I've jumped out of planes. I've got eight children and a wife that I've been married to for 30-plus years. Okay, These success stories are when you make those who they might not have respect or understanding for real. And once you do and you touch their heart, then you're going to see a separation, those who can become deprogrammed and those who may reject it, huh? Well, I think that's true. I mean, there's a lot of people who uh, certainly think that I've fallen off on the deep end with what's going on, but I, I'm, I haven't. I'm... I am sharper than I've ever been. The Need for Deprogramming, folks, is a podcast that you can learn more about. Where do you go? Ouramazinggrace.net? Yes, you'll see a deprogramming tab. And, you know, we're, I, I'm 59 years old, so I don't know all the social media. I've never been on any social media. I'm just a kid. Media. I'm only 55. <laughs> so, I, so I don't know how we're going to get this spread. We're, I'm going to figure this out by talking to younger people who are infinitely smarter than me so we can get the word out but our first the first one uh got 8500 hits on rumble so yeah i think that's pretty good i also want to talk about genocide then and now because it's one thing to think it's then and not really think it relates to now it's happening now it's just taking a different nature a different twist that we've seemed to accept scott just to put it in the framework of of the disabled so the disabled there's there's statistics coming out when i did the research back in june disabled women were 13 times more likely to die in a hospital of covid than non-disabled women so that that is how i got started into the genocide but as i uh, really got to know vera and you know she is so smart i talk with her a couple of times a week and you know it's she's one of these people you got to just stop the conversation because she's giving me too much uh, so it, it, you know, your head hurts because she's so smart. She knows all of this and she calls the real, uh, the real virus is eugenics. And that's the, that's what's going on is we have, we have a, she's exactly right. It's the eugenics movement. It came out of world war two. We jettisoned Hitler, even though he, he was our partner. We then pretended that uh, we jettisoned his uh, agenda, which was uh, racist and everything else. Uh, and what they did was they took it underground and they continued the same agenda, the eugenics movement. And now they've used nanotechnology and everything else to reprogram everyone. Scott? It's it's sick. Uh, you, you just did a fantastic job summarizing it in one sentence. Uh, if everybody could understand what you just said, really understand it this would all be over but it's been it's it's been happening through the programming that's been going on at least since 1910 you know the rockefeller family is um oh my gosh what a uh, it's a completely satanic family and organization some of the research i found out during this this uh process over the last year is that they have been funding the christian seminaries you know so you just think through that 
Uh, I have. Oh, yeah. It's just like welcoming Satan right into the seminary. It's insanity. But it's the perfect. It's the perfect way if you're going to, you know, Satan has been twisting the the scriptures since day one in the garden. And he has, he has that ability. I mean, he knows scripture better than any man who's ever walked the face of the earth other than Jesus. So he has a way of twisting it. And, um, you know, we, I'm just going to give you a pointed example of how, how we are wired to look at things through a prism of that's right good and evil or positive and negative so in my state <clears throat> the state senator ron johnson just won re-election so good news well let's is it good news so i want to frame this different than what people are thinking so okay. most people would say yeah that's great you know he's fighting i don't it, think he's perfect i just think compared to the alternative well <laughs> and that, that's the frame that we're used to looking that's at. that's right and so he won by only twenty six thousand votes so now if we look in this good versus evil paradigm that we're used to looking at you think wow he should have won by a landslide right uh so why did he only win by twenty six thousand votes well this is the debate that Satan wants us in. And yeah, the lesser way, of two evils is still right, evil. The lesser of two evils is still evil. So look at this as uh, Mandela Barnes, who he ran against. He is for women's right to choose. Ron Johnson is not, but Ron Johnson is still carving out s- certain abortions are okay. So then they both believe in murder. It's just yes. a matter of degree. It's just conditional murder. So the point I'm making is God's way is always outside of the Hegelian dialectic. That's that, facts, right? That he wants us to think in terms of Satan I'm talking about. And this is how we spin out as a population. This is maybe the biggest pro- deprogramming thing that I have stumbled across in the research with Christians. And this is why we choose none of the above, right? Exactly. That is exactly right. So the Hegelian dialectic is in play, and I have some of that research on Grace's website. But if you're not familiar with that, please dig into it because it is a big deal. Yeah, my listeners know because I talk about it all the time. Oh, good. So that's great news. Scott, you know what? We don't have time to cover it all. That's why people need to go to your website, ouramazinggrace.net, and learn more and keep up with what you're doing because it's tremendous work. It's vital work. How can we help, though? A lot of people are just kind of going, you know what? I mean, I appreciate the story, but, man, I don't know what I can do. There are things we can do, right? Absolutely. And the single most important thing that people can do to help is, you know, everybody wants to give money. That's not what I'm asking for. Of course, we have a Give, Send, Go. But if, if you if you want to give $100 to the Give, Send, Go or take this podcast and share it to every one of your contacts and your contact list, I'll take share the podcast. The reason is, is because that's how we can stop this. Vera has nailed it. She said, we have the ability to stop this, but people have to stand up. Well, how do they stand up? Education produces disobedience. I'm not talking about disobedience to God. I'm talking about disobedience to what we should be disobedient to. And that's what I'm after. So share this. If if every single person, if we have a thousand people listen to this and they share it with a hundred people in their contacts, just process that. Amen. That's a hundred thousand. Yeah, and they wanted to put me in a mental institution. I've been giving them heck for fifty-five years <laughs> for it, Scott. <laughs> this was really a gift to meet you, Sam. I got four boys and four girls and a lovely wife, and we've been uh, telling the tale of liberty. We've been on the radio for more than twenty-five years now. Wow. So we, 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 we've been giving them heck. They, they rule the day. They let us. Yeah. <laughs> but the Lord was on our side, and he saved me for this purpose, though. 
I do my IT work daily to keep my family fed and everything else. I do radio because I want to tell the tale of liberty. It's about truth telling, Scott. It's 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 right on, Sam. I am I'm honored to have met you. All right, give us your website again, my friend. It's ouramazinggrace.net. Ouramazinggrace.net, the story of their lovely daughter. The hospital literally committed murder and killed her. It didn't need to happen, but the Lord will use it to our advantage if we get involved in the fight. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Story about his daughter, Grace. Amazing. Our our O-U-R, OurAmazingGrace.net is where you can learn more. And I'm just telling you what a class act Scott is. Uh, learning to forgive, learning to be humble and trust God. Using this as an opportunity to tell the story, to save the lives, the sacred lives of others who may not come out as what eugenics people would say perfect. They are delivered to us in the world as God intends them to be. Primarily, I believe it's so that we can learn from them and humble ourselves. Great sons and daughters of God's spirits brought to the earth to teach us something. Will we learn to be humble? Will we learn to feel love like they do? Will we learn to serve and be grateful? Will we apply what we learn in our lives will we learn to treat others as we're drawn to treat them and vice versa as the, will we learn to treat them as they treat us you know many of these people that scott's speaking of that have down syndrome etc or other disabilities uh, you know what they bring something to the earth they bring a perspective that you can gain no other way and they bring experiences and and uh, interactions that are just so precious you cannot deny that god lives uh, even in their disabilities you cannot deny that god lives they're so cheerful so excited to be alive so willing to love and forgive and trust and uh, these attributes that you and i struggle to gain they just have in abundance how come because god sent them among us for us to learn for us to grow for us to imitate some of these things. And a child shall lead them. And those with disabilities, oftentimes it reminds me of in the book of John in the Bible where they said, hey, did this guy or his parents sin that he was born blind? And the Savior Jesus Christ replied and said, neither. He was born blind that the works of God may be made manifest through him. Is this the case for many of these chosen sons and daughters of God Almighty? I believe that's the case. That is the answer. Hour one in the can, ladies and gentlemen. Hour two coming up. I got a couple of more interviews from Red Pill Expo. It was an incredible time, and I'm sharing it to the best of my ability with you. LovingLiberty.net. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic. I'm slash Elba. Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, and happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, live on your radio. 
hard-hitting news the network refused to use. No doubt continues now. This is the broadcast for November the 23rd in the year of our Lord, 2022. This is our two of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country using the supreme law of the land, the Constitution, as our guide. The checks and balance is brilliant and one of our great solutions still at our fingertips. And we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing absolutely fantastic. Last hour, we had an incredible interview. Scott Shara, ouramazinggrace.net. Check that out. Incredible interview. Incredible people talking about God is love. Talking about their Down syndrome daughter uh, and how the hospitals literally killed her. Wow, what a disgrace. We asked at the end, how can we help? And Scott says, share the story. You know what? The best thing you can do even more than money, Scott wisely said, is, you know what? Share the story. Wake people up. Educate. Yeah, if you can help with money, that's wonderful. We can always use it. But really, more than that, make sure that you educate yourself and share the word. What an incredible example. Scott, his wife, and their dear family are. Our prayers are with them. What a scary but riveting interview, to say the least. All right, I've got two interviews coming up this hour that I did at Red Pill. They're incredible. And uh, the first one is going to be uh, by a guy by the name of Josh Hewlett. Uh, and he is with a company called CardioMiracle.com. Uh, and I've heard uh, a lot about Cardio Miracle over the years just by commercials. But, you know, unless you dig in, you don't really understand it, the need for it, whatever related to it, and stuff like that. And so I wanted to talk to Scott. Uh, Cardio Miracle is a nitric oxide supplement, the finest and most comprehensive nitric oxide and vitamin B supplement in the entire world. Okay, and you say, Sam, why do you why do you uh, focus on this? You know, isn't it just a sales pitch? No, you know what, folks, I don't get any money. But there's over 50 active ingredients in it, 770-plus mechanisms uh, of action, highest, quote, biosource uh, anywhere. 60-day, no-risk, money-back guarantee. I'm trying the product now. Soy-free, dairy-free, gluten-free, GMO-free, no additives, proprietary formula, uh, to improve health and well-being for everyone. Young, old, and in between, we all need more nutrients and nitric oxide in our bodies. Uh, Anyway, we'll do this interview first. It's interesting. Listen up for the science behind it. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans, Sam Bushman, live from Red Pill Expo. If you didn't get your tickets, you can't try the hot sauce. You can't try the... Incredible products. You can't rub shoulders with folks like me, Sheriff Richard Mack, and our upcoming guest, Josh Hewlett. But you can check out some of the online speakers and more. The RedPillExpo.com, ladies and gentlemen. Man, we've just got star-studded guest after star-studded guest on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Josh Hewlett is with us. He's Director of Member Services. uh, And he uh, was kind of educating me about their products, and I thought I'd give him the chance to educate you. How's that? Cardiomiracle.com. No dashes or anything else, just the two words together, all one word, so to speak. Cardiomiracle.com. Josh, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. 
Thanks so much. Appreciate it. All right. Tell me a, a little bit about how you are. You grew up kind of in the business, right? Yes, sir. Yep. I grew up um, with the opportunity to of a very successful father who uh, found out about the nitric oxide um, world, uh, so to speak, and found out that it was something that could help heal him when he went in for a routine appendectomy went wrong and he almost passed away so but he lives he lives yes all right his name is john healer right yes sir and how did he discover this along his way kind of catch me up how that went sure so he went in for a routine appendectomy and he had a vein clipped when they were done with it and they sent him home sewed him up sent him home and didn't know the vein was clipped and he was bleeding internally and he went home and in the middle of the night, he got up to use the bathroom and collapsed on his wife. And she somehow called 911, and the paramedics came, and they put him in the ICU and could not figure out what was wrong with him until they figured out that they clipped a vein and he was bleeding internally. And they were trying to put him on a, on a blood thinner, actually, at the same time. And he had a friend, a mutual friend, come so in. So wait, he's bleeding internally, and they got him on a blood thinner. They were trying to oh, put him on no. a blood thinner, and he refused to take it. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. And when you hear that, and you just go, "This is insane." Right. That's right? why they. That's why they call it medical practice, right? Because they're practicing, yeah. right? So he, um, he had a friend come in, and his friend said, "You need to check out this new science that I've just discovered. It's called nitric oxide." And it's a bunch of ingredients that won the Nobel Prize in Medicine in 1998. And now it's a product and we need to get you on it. And it's got a healing. It heals inflammation and things like that. And All right. And we're going to talk about how to do that in a second. But let me make something very clear. You said nitric oxide, right? Yep. Because a lot of people are thinking nitrous oxide. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not the laughing We're not gas. talking about the same thing, folks. We're not talking about laughing gas. We're also not talking about stuff you like putting in a car, right? Right, it's not NOS. Yeah, it's. it's not, <laughs> I just want to be clear because people kind of hear that and they kind of go, "What?" Sure, sure, yeah. But it's nitric oxide, right? Right, yeah. And the point is, your body needs it, right? Yes, and when when we are children and when we're younger, our body actually naturally produces nitric oxide in our system. And it's actually an amino acid. And it's the byproducts of the foods you eat as yes. they break down if they're good foods, right? Good foods as far as your veins being uh, flexible and the and your heart being healthy and all that. And then yeah, it's like that elasticity that you want, right? Exactly, 100%. Okay. So then as we age and we start eating worse foods and stop caring about exercising and being active – then that's when our arteries and our veins begin to harden and they come, become like a Teflon and that's when plaque starts connecting to them and building up and that's when the heart problems start. So what happens is you age, the natural and normal balancing of the body uh, because of the bad foods we eat, because of the depleted soil, because of the environment, because of the chemicals. I mean, I can keep going. Everybody gets that. Uh, but what happens is your body then starts to not really be as as uh, efficient at manufacturing the things that it needs, nitric oxide being one of the keys, right? Yes. All right. Now tell me what we do about it. 
So the one of the doctors, there were three doctors who won the Nobel Prize in Medicine in 1998, and one of them wrote a book called No More Heart Disease. No More Heart Disease. Yeah, so it's big. But it's no mo, right? Yeah, no more, yeah. But it's a big capital N-O with um, nitric oxide is N-O. So, um, oh, I get it. Okay. He wrote that book, and it says in the book that supplementing with nitric oxide is a necessity after the age of 25. And the reason why he says that is because we stop naturally producing it after the age of 25. And why do you think that is? Do you think that we've just depleted the body so bad that its normal processes aren't working? Is that the issue? I think that that's the issue as well as the processed foods that are out there right now, as well as the activity levels, because even exercise actually creates nitric oxide. So if you're exercising, if you eat well, if you eat beets, if you eat uh, watermelon, uh, it's got a lot of L-arginine, L-citrulline, and watermelon rinds if you want to chew on those. (laughs) Sounds fun. (laughs) Sounds a little disgusting. (laughs) But, yeah, but but it's just like a carnivore-type keto diet, you know, nuts, uh, steak, uh, meats, they all produce L-citrulline and L-arginine that produce nitric oxide. Okay. Now, I'll tell you a funny little story that relates to this. As you know, I'm a totally blind person, so does most of my audience. And the reason that I can't see is a hereditary one. The proper proteins are not um, made by my retina. So the normal <clears throat> chemicals needed for eyesight don't happen for me because the building blocks, these proteins, uh, are not properly generated in some of my genes. It's more complicated, but that's the simple statement. The reason I tell you this is L-arginine is one of them. Wow. So that just goes to show how vital that is for your body is my point, right? <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, you don't have it. You might be blind or you might have other problems. But the point is the body needs that stuff. Yes. Yeah, and we've actually had a lot of customers come back and tell us about their macular degeneration, that it's actually been able to help those numbers as they've been taking the Cardio Miracle supplement, which has been very exciting for us to hear. Amen to that. All right. Now, it's the finest and most comprehensive comprehensive, I'm sorry, nitric oxide and vitamin D supplement in the world. Talk to me about the vitamin D part because there's a lot of things in this thing, huh? Definitely. Yeah, we have 53 whole fruits and vegetables that are all, all of our vitamins and minerals in the product are derived from whole fruits and vegetables. And what we just, we just create, we just had a study done, a white paper that showed that Cardio Miracle taken on an empty stomach, on a fasting stomach, created double the amount of vitamin D3 than any other time that you can take it during the day. Wow. So your body knows what to do with it is the point. Yes, very much. All right. Now, these 50-plus ingredients, though, um, affects more than 770 mechanisms in the body, right? Yes, Tell me about that, because that's just, when you think about that, you go, whoa. Yeah. Well, the the test we've had done is on uh, specifically on diabetics and specifically on how long nitric oxide both generates and sustains in the blood. And so when we went through those white papers and the testing and the scrutinization of the product, we wanted, I mean, the main doctor that tested, his name's Dr. Tedes Malinsky at Ohio University, 
he said, what if it doesn't work? What if your product doesn't work? And in other words, what if it just passes through and sounds good? <laughs> exactly. Right? And my and my dad said, I want I'd like to know that. If it doesn't work, I need to know. And so he scrutinized it to death and he was able he came back and said, after forty years of testing and scrutinizing supplements, this is the finest nitric oxide product I've ever seen in my life. Wow. Yeah, because you don't want just expensive PP people. Right. Okay. You want, <laughs> you want it to really matter. Now, you guys are so confident in it, you got a 60-day no-risk money-back guarantee, right? Yep. We definitely do. All right. Now, this stuff is soy-free, mm-hmm. uh, dairy-free, gluten-free, GMO-free. Uh, uh, what else do people need to know? It's a proprietary blend. Right. Dietary formula. Nut-free. Um, d- does it really help people uh, with any diet stuff, too? Yes. Um, it has helped me. I've personally, I've lost 150 pounds and wow. I've done that with intermittent fasting and keto and, uh, and with this cardio miracle product, because when I'm fasting, there's not enough calories in it and it doesn't spike your blood, your insulin. So I can take it while I'm fasting and, you know, I fast for 20 hours a day and eat for four and it's really helped me to, to lose an entire person pretty much. So, all right. Now you take one scoop twice a day. It's pretty easy. Or you can get it uh, in a, in a big container and then do the scoops. Or you can get it in the what personal serving size. Yes. And so when you say uh, a scoop twice daily, it'll be two personal serving sizes. Uh huh. Is yep. that right? Yes. All right. And so um, now tell me th- uh, what happens when you eat this product. Do you feel oozy? Do you? I feel actually in the morning. I was just telling somebody this. In the mornings, I feel like my brain fog goes away. I feel more alert, even though it doesn't have caffeine in it. It just helps with increased blood flow. And so I feel more awake. I feel more alert. And then at night, when I'm about to go to sleep, and I've been taking it for 10 years, so I'm more used to it. But at night, it helps calm me down. It helps relax me. And um, we suggest when people first start taking it not to take it after 4 p.m., just to make sure they're not staying up all night kind of thing. So. But it'll get you, it'll get you a little bit fired up. Not because there's caffeine in it, because what the blend of vitamins? Because a lot of times they say vitamins will, yeah, the right kind of vitamins will do that, right? Exactly. Yeah, we have all the vitamin Bs in there, and that that gives you the energy, and that gives you the that clears the brain fog in order for you to get going and get focused and you know get started on your day. So it's it's pretty fascinating science. All right now, it is keto friendly, so it doesn't add carbs, right? Yes. All right. Tastes pretty decent. I went over there. What happened is I was walking down the aisle taking a look at this stuff, and there was this drink, and I tried it. It was pretty good. And then I walked a couple of steps further, and then there's the guy uh, that's talking about it. And um, I wanted to learn about the science. So this is how it all started out. When we say backed by science, there's doctors that have reviewed this, uh, et cetera. Uh, tell me a little bit more about that, though. Are they, are they trying to bug you about peer-reviewed studies and all that kind of stuff, or have they left you alone? Usually even good diet companies are good health food companies or natural product companies, you just get beat up, huh? Yes. Yeah, we've been scrutinized quite a bit. Um, We have four, right now we have four white papers that we've had done um, on the product, uh, specifically on Cardio Miracle. And so we've had those done. We've spent enormous amount of money to get those done and published. And what's exciting about nitric oxide in general is that they have over 200,000 certified studies done on the benefits of nitric oxide. Wow. Yeah. All right, so tell me then. It's, it's, it's a, a product to get your nitric oxide, 
but it also has all these other ingredients too. What else are we achieving? Because it's the blend here that's the key and maximizes that. So you mentioned the doctor said, hey, this is the most potent or the most, um, I don't know what you want to say, nutritionally rich, complete yeah. um, version of nitrous, nitric, nitric oxide yeah. um, that I've seen. That's because of the blend, right? Yes, sir. Yep. All right, tell me a little more about that so, so people understand. Because, I mean, the idea it makes sense. You can get a lot of other places' product similar, yeah, but it ain't the same, right? Yeah, not at all, because the, the average life of nitric oxide in the blood is between 7 and 17 minutes. And so John Hewlett wanted to create a formulation that sustained nitric oxide in the blood for 24 hours a day instead of 7 to 17 minutes. And that's what Cardio Miracle is, and that's what it accomplishes. And that's what all the other, when we say there's 50-plus ingredients, all the other ingredients are designed to support that and make that effect occur. Yes, sir. Supporters. Yep. All right, because that's really important to understand, I think. The reason that I'm, I'm so into this and so fascinated with this is because G. Edward Griffin, who is the founder of uh, the Red Pill Expo, theredpillexpo.com, uh, is 90 what years old now? Yeah, 93, I thought. 93? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> guy's over 90, and the guy runs around like he's younger than me, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the guy's just sharp as a tack. He gets after it, and he uh, has a story about this, doesn't he? Yes, he does. Yeah. He's been our major, he's been our number one affiliate throughout um, the the years, and he's been our number one supporter, and he has always given us credit for helping him get over any ailments that he's had um, throughout the years that has to do with his heart, has to do with his cognitive function. And although he was healthy, he's a healthy guy in general, but he just, you know, he loves his chocolate strawberries from time to time, which (laughs) who doesn't, right? But he, he told us how grateful he is. And that's why we keep, you know, being invited back to the red pill and to these different events because he wants us present because of what we've, been able to help him achieve we're talking about a nitric oxide supplement ladies and gentlemen called cardio miracle and uh g edward griffin really um credits it for saving his life uh, cardiomiracle.com is where you can learn more where you can understand the science uh, where you can actually purchase so you can try it for yourself and see how it works on you tell me uh you know they always want double blind studies I want more like testimonials and stuff. Tell me how people, if they try it for a week or two or three or four, you know, what do you kind of get the feedback of? How, how do you notice and, and what do you see? A great question. Yeah, the, the biggest thing that I tell people is consistency is key. So if people want to try the product, we encourage them to stay on it for um, a long haul. And it's, uh, it, you know, sometimes people ask me, how long do I have to take this? And I say, how long are you going to brush your teeth, you know? So you want to stay on nitric oxide as long as you possibly can um, throughout your life. I'm 38 years old. I don't plan on going without it um, for the rest of my life. So um, it took, it did take me personally about two solid months of staying on another nitric oxide supplement, you know, 15 years ago uh, before I felt a huge difference and before I saw some incredible results. But I can just tell people if they stay on it and they're consistent with the therapy that they will f- see the regulation and the results that they're looking for. All right. One of the things you see early on is kind of that boost in energy, though, right? Yeah. Because even though you might not see the, the stabilizing effects and some of the longer term uh, 
health as your body kind of heals itself and stuff. You do notice the energy in some of those things right away, though, pretty quickly. Right, exactly. All right. What else should people know? I, I mean, I can't ask every question and do everything, right? But what, <laughs> what, what else should people know, and what have I kind of overlooked that you want to kind of highlight? Well, if people want to go visit the site, cardiomiracle.com, then if they put something in the cart, then they could, you know, it's a discount section, so they can put red pill in the discount, or um, and we're gonna we're gonna set up a, a, a code for Sam here for the Liberty Roundtable, so we can get that taken care of and get you to fifteen percent off on your first order, and make sure that uh, everyone's taken care of. But the biggest thing that I could stress to anyone is if they're gonna try the product, if they're gonna try nitric oxide therapy that they just are consistent with it, they stick with it, and the the greatest thing about Cardio Miracle is that the com- we are the complete nitric oxide solution because we have all those fruits and vegetables. I've been able to cut my supplement bill in half. It used to be about 750 a month, and now I've cut that in more than half because I take Cardio Miracle two, three times a day. CardioMiracle.com, ladies and gentlemen. Now, you got this cool phrase on your website that I want to talk about for a second. It's called superior bioavailability, right? Yeah. Tell me what that means because that's a unique thing that matters here. The bioavailability of nitric oxide, the biggest difference between us and every other product is there's only one pathway that nitric oxide is created in most nitric oxide supplements and the most unique thing about cardio miracle is because we have 53 fruits and vegetables is that we have double pathway so two pathways that nitric oxide is created first it's called the sublingual pathway that's the fr- that's the main artery in your neck going down your throat and then and that's really orb- absorption right yes absorption primarily. yeah and so okay. The second, uh, within three tenths of a second that nit- that Cardio Miracle hits your tongue, it is beginning to generate nitric oxide, and then once it is in your gut, where you process your food and you process everything else, then it starts generating nitric oxide there as well, and so you're getting those two different pathways generating nitric oxide and keeping it flowing in your in your system, both your endocrine and your cardi cardiovascular system. For 24 hours a day. It's really exciting. All right. I've asked a lot of questions. You get a lot of other quick questions that you can answer that I might have overlooked? Yeah. I mean, a big a big one is on taste. You know, if people have a problem with... Oh, I didn't ask that because I tasted it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If, if people have a taste, you know, it kind of tastes like a berry. And so we have, um, we sweeten it with uh, the stevia plant as well as erythritol. And that's a sugar alcohol that's actually got some antioxidant benefits. And it's all natural. Everything is all natural. People people get a little nervous about the natural flavoring. They think that that's a GMO. It certainly is not. It's we we actually need to rephrase that because the 53 ingredients have natural flavors that come out of them. If you're putting a watermelon into you know a product, then you're going to have a natural flavor. So that's a natural flavoring, and we have no. No synthetics in our product, no GMOs, none of that, no nuts, no 
and you listed all that earlier, but it's uh, really exciting, and it's the all I can say is it's a complete nitric oxide solution. You got to call it organic or original flavoring, sir. Yes, yeah. So people kind of understand that it comes from the ingredients, not from some added flavors and stuff, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. All right. That's excellent. a common question, though, that I get. Okay. Any others? No, I think it's is. Hey, man, we do a good job trying to cover the waterfront, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> in the shortest amount of time possible. We're talking to Josh Hewlett. He's the son of John Hewlett, and John Hewlett is the man who really put together this incredible product, CardioMiracle.com. Check it out. And that's Liberty Roundtable Live. Ladies and gentlemen, incredible interviews at the Red Pill coming up. Bad Billy. We're talking about bearded patriots. We'll do it in seconds on the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live radio program. Live on Thanksgiving, or what do you want to call it? Yeah, Thanksgiving Eve Day. That's right. And we'll be live for Thanksgiving, too. Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The White House on Tuesday announced that it's extending the pause on student loan repayments through June 30th, 2023. The latest extension comes as the Biden administration's student loan transfer plan remains in question because of the legalities. The Supreme Court on Tuesday cleared the way for Democrat-led House Ways and Means Committee to obtain President Trump's tax records from the Internal Revenue Service as part of an investigation into the service's presidential audit program. A shooter at a Walmart in Chesapeake, Virginia, Tuesday night that left six people dead was a manager at that Walmart and that he took his own life with the handgun he brought. The Chesapeake Police Department says four other people were hospitalized. Kevin Harper was on the clock at the time of the shooting. Just left out of the break room. Manager come in there, started capping people up in there. Started shooting, bro. Like, I'm old, though, y'all. Sadly, though, we lost a few of our associates. I don't know how many. I'm not going to speak on it. Bob Iger is wasting no time reorganizing Disney after being renamed the company's CEO. Bob said he plans to restructure the company, quote, in a way that honors and respects creativity as the heart and soul of who we are, end quote. The face of the COVID-19 pandemic will be scrutinized for his actions. Some Republican members of Congress are calling for a probe into Dr. Anthony Fauci and his management of the COVID-19 pandemic after Republicans won the House majority in the next Congress. Dr. Fauci says he has nothing to hide. I have no trouble testifying. We can defend and explain and stand by everything that we've said. Dr. Fauci is stepping down from his government role next month. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg. Thank you, Tim. We are USA Radio News. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-568-2790. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems. And if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about 100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. 
He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider at 800-568-2790. That's 800-568-2790. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-568-2790. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Man, we're just rolling through the incredible guests on the broadcast today, ladies and gentlemen. That's why going to some of these live places like Red Pill and Freedom Fest and uh, a lot of the other events are just so incredible. We interviewed Scott Shara talking about ouramazinggrace.net. We talked to Josh Hewlett, cardiomiracle.com. I met a guy who I think is one of the nicest guys in the world. His nickname is Bad Billy. Bad Billy Painter. He's a talk show host, founder of thebeardedpatriots.com. And he does a radio show called Outlaw. RadioABS.com, uh, and he does this incredible uh, podcast show. I was on his show with him, wanted to get him on the show with me. It's an organization led by bearded men who wish to preserve the conservative soul that founded our great nation. Think about that, the conservative soul that founded our great nation. What a great quote, huh? Take no part in the influential works of darkness but instead expose them, Ephesians 5, 11. That's what this guy talks about. Incredible. Bad Billy starts now. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio, broadcasting from the redpillexpo.com. Incredible event in Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, it's this weekend. If you got a chance to go ahead and get uh, set up, you can check out online, theredpillexpo.com, and they have tickets that you can get and you can watch virtually. So if you missed it, if you're not caught up or whatever, that is a way that you could still be part of the incredible proceedings, ladies and gentlemen. Now, our next guest is an interesting guy. His name is Bad Billy Painter, and he's a talk host, but he's also founder of a group called The Bearded Patriots. Thebeardedpatriots.com is the website. Outlawradio.com. Oh, it's actually Outlaw Radio uh, ABS.com. And it's an organization led by bearded men who wish to preserve the conservative soul of our great nation. Amen to that, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the broadcast, Billy. Thank you for having me. So can people who don't have beards be part of your organization? I always chafe. <laughs> yes, yes. Actually, uh uh, my buddy uh, Stephen James, he he's barely got any stubble, and uh, yeah, he he's uh, part of us. And then there's uh, John Grovener out of uh, New Hampshire, and just got a, got a really light beard, you know. And then of course, you know, uh, shaved or unshaved, it really doesn't matter. Uh, we're all fighting for the same purpose. What if I told you Santa shaved his beard? <laughs> I'd laugh. All right. This is fascinating, though. You do a lot of things in your life. Number one, you're a podcaster. Number two, you run the Bearded Patriots. You're the founder thereof. Number three, you work for John B. Wells, right? I do, yes. I'm his customer service and tech support. Uh, All right. Yeah. Is he here? 
No, he he didn't make it uh, for this one. Come on, John, you got to double down, buddy. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, let's talk about how you got into Liberty first of all. Well, to be honest with you, you know, I kind of ter- had a blind eye on politics for the longest time until you and a lot of others, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, um, you know, when I was running an, a podcast, so I'll, I'll try to make a long story short out of everything, but there's a lot to it. Yeah. Um, and it's all part of uh, No Shave November, by the way. Yeah. All right. Yeah, there you go. So um, I used to be really heavily involved in the MMA uh, UFC fighting scene. And all right. Okay. I, I still enjoy it to this When you day. say you were part of it, you were a fighter? I never fought, no. Uh, not. Yeah, because, man, who wants to get the crap beaten out of them? Well, I used to box. I think box. that just sucks. <laughs> I, hey, I used to box, so, All right. but I never I, I never got as far as MMA, although I wanted to. Um, but I, I used to wrestle, and if I, can get yeah. you, if I can get a hold of you, I can take you down and pound on you pretty hard. Yeah. And so um, you can get somebody in the corner of the cage and just beat on them, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right, I'm with you. Keep going. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, I've interviewed a lot of uh, professional fighters, and then uh, when I started to go into the international uh, market uh, for fighters, I I got really heavily involved with the fighters from South Africa, and this has just basically been one thing that leads to another, uh, you know, because I got really popular with the fight fans in South Africa, and then... Uh, and, and a lot of those white Afrikaners, too? Uh, yes, uh, white and black, um, you know, all that's there. Everybody uh, likes to fight. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> um, but one thing led to another as uh, I started to make more friends in South Africa. I started to learn what was going on in South Africa as far as their corrupt ANC government. The, oh, yeah, it's out of control. And the, uh, the farm murders just. Yeah, it's psychotic. It's unbelievable. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, somebody said, watch South Africa because they, uh, the U.S. seems to always mirror South Africa. I know it. Don't even scare me with this. Yeah, I'm not. I'm just saying. Because it's a coming. Yeah, so, you know, I'm watching what's going on with great interest over there, uh, praying for um, my uh, Christian brothers and sisters there of all colors. Amen. And... Uh, you know, just just really hoping for the best while at the same time uh, we're in a culture war over here in the U.S. over everything. It's it's nuts. Yeah, but don't forget there's hope, sir. Oh, there. Oh, there's always, always hope. Because when you got the bearded patriots on your side, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> things happen. All right. Have you ever been over to Africa with that uh, in the fighting? Did you go over there, too? I did go over there uh, one time, and I'm, I'm going to tell you that uh, I, I didn't get to stay long enough to get over the jet lag. I had to basically go there for, for the event and then turn around and leave uh, because uh, I was living in Las Vegas uh, at the time, and the job I was working didn't really offer paid time or vacation time or anything like that, so I couldn't really afford to uh, stay over there very long. But, you know, I mean... Uh, the promoters and all that, they paid for my plane ticket and hotel accommodations and things like that, but I just couldn't stay long because I still Yeah, there's a lot yeah. of people that are that are updating us in the United States on the Afrikaners and on the on the murders on the farms and the different things going yeah. on over there and stuff like that. I remember Simon uh, coming into the United States on a big old tour. I helped with that a little bit uh, from over there, and Karen speaks out quite boldly from over there. She here, lives here now in Texas. Uh, but I'm pretty caught up on a lot of what happens over there, and man, it's just a horrible tragedy. 
most definitely is um you know and the these are christian brothers and sisters that are just getting slaughtered or they're if if they're not getting slaughtered they're getting robbed of what what rightfully belongs to them yeah and oftentimes if they've had jobs in the past they had great jobs and everything too they're losing all that too uh, they're using governmental positions to take everything away from them slowly but surely right Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and it's kind of interesting, too, because I'm also friends with uh, Ammon Bundy. And yes, I voted for him. Yeah, dear uh, friend of mine as well. Yes. Uh, By the way, I publicly endorsed Ammon Bundy for governor. As uh, as did we at the Bearded Patriots. Yeah. You know, but considering what he went through with his family's ranch down in uh, Nevada, you look at how they're doing land expropriation without compensation in south africa yeah uh, what's the difference there i mean like i said mirror well, the difference is we pretend we're all right yeah <laughs> yeah but uh you know i even asked them and uh you hear the words land expropriation without compensation uh what does that tell you and he, it's like what my family went through you know, on your talk show, you do something quite different, though. It's not about fighting. It's, it's, it might be about politics. But all of your outlaw radio show, you, you interview people from bands and, and, and uh, oh, yeah. music and stuff like that, right? Oh, I, I like to get into it all. That's why. And you're into everything cool, Billy. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, a variety show, you might say. All right, and you bring up and coming artists on there, hip and hop artists, hip hop artists, and all kind of stuff, right? Uh, hip hop, country, rock and roll. Which ones are the biggest patriots? Is there a certain patriotic genre? Um, you know, I've I've interviewed rappers that were patriotic. I, it's like they're all equal. Probably the country artists, probably the the biggest bunch of uh, patriots that I've interviewed. The rockers are. Yeah. Or, no, the country artists. Oh, the country artists. Okay. Because a few of those guys are standing up, you know, but a, a lot of them have a tough time doing it. Charlie Daniels did a good job standing up. Yeah. There's uh. Well, there's a band uh, from Georgia. Uh, they're kind of, uh, they've been around actually since 1989. Uh, they're called Stuck Mojo, and they, they've always been very patriotic, and of course. I got mojo, yeah, but I ain't stuck. Yeah. yeah. They, uh, oh, their, their lead guitarist is uh, Rich Ward, who's also uh, Chris Jericho's uh, guitarist in Fozzy. And, I mean, uh I mean, he's he's just a patriot he's as patriotic as, as they get yeah yeah all right excellent uh tell me about the bearded patriots then have you been able to interview zz top come on oh i haven't gone that far i'd say because <laughs> <laughs> aren't those guys like the bearded other uh, clan uh yeah they're they're the bearded clan in their own right yes <laughs> um i started the bearded patriots uh basically to test myself as a leader I'm actually here at the Red Pill Expo with my buddy Mike Miller, who ran for uh, state legislature and call around the Caldwell, Idaho area, but unfortunately didn't make it past. Yeah, the I've record. heard of Mike. Okay. Yeah, and uh, you know, I mean, him and I both ha have uh, big old beards, and uh, I said, you know, let's get this started, you know, because I've got other patriotic friends with beards that include uh, Jericho Green out of California, and. Um, retired colonel chris wyatt out of pennsylvania yeah a lot of the hell's angels got beards too man exactly all right how much uh, the vote did miller get i can't remember but uh you know uh what did ammon end up with this last time 11 percent about 
Uh, That's their uh, dishonest claim, right? A little bit higher than that, but not much. So somewhere around uh, just around 15%. 15%, all right. And we all know it was probably really double that, too, if you really get the real vote count out, right? Yes. But but time will tell on that. All right, what are you seeing as you cruise around the Expo? Oh, just uh, I'm seeing a lot of fellow patriots, of course. I'm looking forward to going into the auditorium especially. I want I, Once uh, Alex Newman uh, makes his way into the auditorium, I'd... I'm I'm going to be sitting in for that speech because I'm interested in hearing what he's got to say. Plus, Everything Alex Newman has to say is vital. Yes. And I'm hoping I can talk to him when, once it's over. All right. Well, if you can't, let me know, and I'll make sure you can. How's that? Hey, I appreciate that. All right. Who else do you want to see? Anybody else in particular? You know, uh, the, the names just uh, haven't... Uh, haven't really resonated in my mind as much as uh, Alex's. All right. Well, speaking of right after 3 o'clock, speaking will be Sheriff Richard Mack. Are you familiar with him? I've heard the name. I uh, can't say that I'm. All right. Uh, Sheriff Richard Mack beat Bill Clinton at the Supreme Court. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He was the only guy that beat Bill Clinton over a non-sexual matter. Wow. But other, other than that, he beat Bill Clinton uh, because he was a sheriff at the time in a place called Graham County, Arizona. This was back in the 90s. And Bill Clinton said, you're going to do the Brady Bill. And he said, no, I'm not. And Bill said, shut up, sit down, Sheriff, or I'll arrest you. Uh, and Richard Mack said, no, I don't think so. They went all the way to the Supreme Court. Richard Mack won the greatest Tenth Amendment decision ever rendered. And if you go over to the booth over there, it's the CSPOA is his organization now, which stands for the C- Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. CSPOA.org, you can get a copy of that court case, like a summary of the Supreme Court case. It's the greatest Tenth Amendment decision ever rendered. Uh, and he'll be speaking uh, just after three o'clock today as well. Yes, yes. I'll, well, thank you for telling me that because I'm, I'm going to go have to listen to what he's got to say now. The only reason I know so much about it is I'm the vice president of operations of the CSPOA. Uh, hey, that that always helps. So in addition to being a talk show host, I'm an IT guy for a living, and then I I do the CSPOA stuff in addition to radio and and TV stuff. Sheriff Mack and I do a TV show on Friday on TV every Tuesdays. Yes, so. indeed. All right, tell me about the Bearded Patriots then a little bit more in terms of what issues do you guys take on and how do you how do you advocate? How do you work together? What do you do daily? Well, basically, you know, I've got Outlaw Radio and I do what I do with Outlaw Radio. Each it's like each one of us except for Mike, of course, are uh, video bloggers or uh, some type of journalist in any way like uh Jericho Green, he's he's one that scares people. You know, he he's a He's a black conservative living in the depths of California. Ouch. Yes. And then, of course, uh, retired Colonel Chris Wyatt, who has done a lot. I mean, he's he's been in the military almost, you could say, as long as he's been alive, pretty much. Ever since, uh, you know, I think he was 18, he uh, has been in the military and just retired two years ago. So, How many of the bearded patriots are military guys? Uh, just him. Well, no, Jericho. Jericho served in the Navy, so all right. There'd there'd be those two. But if I if I may add too, you know, I mean, uh, like I said, the Beard, Bearded Patriots is a bit of a an experiment to test myself as a leader, because um, I really feel that uh, you know it's important to talk about specific issues, and it's it's important to speak out on them and to follow them uh, to. To go to the polls and vote, however, that's not always enough. And uh, with that said, and being the, fo- the uh, foster father of a special needs little boy, I feel that I have to get up on the front lines and fight with the things like critical race theory, transgender ideology, and things like that. 
you know, I, I feel that uh, even though that that hasn't hit my neck of the woods yet, I, I, I fear that it's coming. It's coming to a theater near you, sir. And I have to stand at the gate with a sword and fight this. So, uh, 2024, I plan on. I don't know what I'm going to run for, but I'm run for some most likely uh, school board. But I, all right, I have to, I have to step up and fight now. You don't have bearded chicks in your organization, do you? <laughs> I don't think so. Because I'm thinking I'm kind of out. <laughs> All right, now you guys got an incredible uh, scripture on your website, though, that really highlights a little bit about who you are. It's what, Ephesians 11 or 5.11? I think so, but yeah, take no part in the unfruitful acts, ex- instead expose them. I know I'm not saying it. Yeah, the unfruitful acts of darkness, but expose them, and that's exactly what your organization does, and I think that's really what we need to be doing in America when it comes to true leadership, turning to Christ, standing as real men, understanding that where I come from, the men are men and the chicks are chicks. And uh, realizing who we are as a people, male and female, created us, and that's what we stand with. And so it's all about God, family, country, the protection of life, liberty, and property. And his nickname is Bad Billy, ladies and gentlemen. And he's with the Bearded Patriots. If you want to check out his podcast and more, you can do so. Give everybody your uh, radio website. Uh, Yes, uh, Outlaw Radio. And by the way, uh, that's uncensored, so uh, be careful there if you're listening around young ones. But it's Outlaw Radio ABS, right? Yeah, Outlaw Radio ABS Alpha Bravo Sierra dot com. And what does ABS stand for? American Broadcasting School from uh, where I graduated. Oh, so. so you're a broadcaster by trade, huh? Wouldn't say by trade because, uh, you know, I never really picked it up as a uh, as a paying profession after I graduated. Yeah, because the more hard hitting you get, the less pay there is, my friend. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, I've never gone to broadcasting school in my entire life. Oh, you're talented. You want to know how I learned? Yeah, I'd, I well, sold my house and bought a radio station, buddy. And I learned by the school of hard knocks. I was chief bottle washer, chief engineer, chief redneck on the air. There, hey, that works. <laughs> that works. And so I learned radio. That's how. <laughs> yeah. And so now I'm a radio engineer and uh, IT guy and all that kind of stuff. And I, I uh, do two hours a day, six days a week on this radio program we call Liberty Roundtable Live. Yes, yes, indeed. Well, I got one of your business cards. I'm going to be taking that with me because I want to keep in touch with you after all this is over as well. Sounds fantastic. I'll look forward to it. Bad Billy, thank you for your time, sir. Hey, thank you for uh, giving me uh, some time on your platform. I really appreciate it. Ladies and gentlemen, there's patriots everywhere, including bearded patriots. You got to like that. Yes, The bearded patriots with an S. Dot com. If you go to the singular, you get somebody else. So you got to add the S and make it plural because there's many with Billy, not just one. There's a lot of them standing for the sacred cause of liberty, and we're grateful for them doing so. Thanks, Billy. Hey, uh, anytime. Thank you, Sam. And you are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8, 44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil, spiritual power to the beast, and that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the Lion of Judah, a message from Christ Kingdom Ministries.
parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, three incredible interviews from Red Pill Expo, folks. I had a fantastic time there. Great people, great food, just great stuff. I enjoyed myself immensely. Uh, if you didn't uh, go to the Red Pill, you know what? You can get, I think, tickets uh, where you can have kind of a, um, a virtual, and you won't be able to rub shoulders with all the people. You won't be able to taste the salsa like I did. You won't be able to do a lot of those cool things, but you will, ladies and gentlemen, be able to um, learn from the speakers. It's incredible. The Red Pill Expo. I want to finish by talking about a couple of quick things. Number one, Thanksgiving. We're going to be live tomorrow and Friday. Uh, and we're going to do a big Thanksgiving deal tomorrow. So stay with us, folks. You know what? While you're getting your uh, you know, chairs out and whatever, or getting ready to go to somebody's house and you're cooking and doing whatever you're doing on Thanksgiving morning, you wake up, uh, you don't want to get up because you're just, you know, just hang out, listen to Liberty Roundtable Live. We're going to have a lot of people telling you great stories from Thanksgiving. Uh, some fun guests will be with me, etc. So we'll do that. Uh, but I also wanted to talk about this before the end of the hour. There is a study out now, and it says this, and I think this is a pretty interesting Thanksgiving idea. When trust isn't broken, average person has five people they can truly lean on for anything. They say so five real true trusted friends. The average person has five, but it says when trust is not broken. Wow, that's interesting. So when trust is broken, they even have less than that. And so I don't know how many friends you have. And I don't know how many are really trusted that you could just rely on and lean on me. But it reminds me of that country song. Who your friends are. Uh, you know what? They they drop everything they're doing. They come there fast. They get in their car, and I can't remember, Trace, somebody, Atkins, or one of those guys uh, sung it. Great, great song, Who Your Friends Are. Uh, anyway, um, but it reminds me of that, and it makes me think of Thanksgiving and how grateful we are for our food and our homes and our heat and our cooling and our modern appliances and the Internet. And, man, we just have so many things we take for granted, hot water, plumbing, electricity. I mean, I could go on and on and on and on and on. But you know what? You want to be thankful most for the people in your life. And for the knowledge we have of Jesus Christ, Jesus lives. And he invites all of us to follow him. 
and he was able to take his body up and was resurrected, and he invites us to be resurrected with him. Uh, and many mansions has he prepared for us if we keep his commandments, if we do what he asks us to do. You know, if you don't choose to follow Christ, you can't be saved and you can't have the blessings and the uh, wonderful things he offers. For Thanksgiving, let's think about that. Let's think of the friends we have. Do you have five? Do you have more? Do you have less? How many friends do you have? And I, I, I've got a, just a personal story I want to articulate about this. I met a guy. He was running for a political office. He was going to run for a campaign. And I interviewed him one day on the radio. He came to my radio studio, actually, when I owned a radio station. And I interviewed him, and we talked after. And we kind of made good friends, but, you know, I just met him once. And then we never contacted each other for several years. And uh, I remember the guy because it was a great interview. He was a real patriot. It was really cool. And I, and I got along with him great. I liked him. And, but then I didn't hear from him for like three or four years. And all of a sudden, I get a call out of the blue. And he says, Sam, I, I realize I don't hardly have any friends. I'm just so busy with my job and my wife and my family. And I just realized I don't hardly have any friends. You know, you just get caught, caught up in your routine and all that kind of stuff. And he said, you know what, Sam, I thought of who would I like to have as a friend? And he said, your name, your, you know, came to mind. And so I'm just calling to see if you want to be friends. And if we, you know what, let's take our wives out to dinner and go out to dinner. And since he reached out and did that, ladies and gentlemen, I've been friends with this guy for literally like 20 years now. And our children are friends. I'm friends with him. He, uh, my wife is friends with his wife. Of course, I'm friends with him and his wife both. And so is my wife. But I'm just saying, we're you know, uh, I go out with him to lunch. We talk. We communicate. We support one another. Uh, we give gifts to one another's families and celebrate one another's successes and grieve for one another when times are hard. We bear one another's burdens, if you will. And I'm telling you right now, that reach out from him was just amazing to me. Um, one that someone think of me as a possible good friend. I hope I'm a good friend. But I, but I bring that up for one reason only. Not to tell you that I'm awesome and everybody wants to be my friend. I'm not saying that. I'm just telling you he thought of me. The reason I bring it up is because I want you to do that for this Thanksgiving. Think of who you would like to be a friend to and who you would like to have as a friend. And for Thanksgiving, will you do me a favor and reach out to them? All of us need love and support and every one of us can use another friend that's just a little bit of thoughts from liberty roundtable live okay we will be live for thanksgiving we were live today um playing back some of those interviews but i am here and live we're delighted to spend our time with you because you are our friends our liberty loving family lovingliberty.net is where you can get archives of the broadcast and more check out the other hosts on the network incredible talk radio at your fingertips live and on demand for our tech team behind the scenes producers, etc. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you guys. God save the Republic of the United States of America. <laughs>